Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions! More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Junkies. What's up, golf addicts? Thanks for downloading this week's Tour Junkies podcast as we break down the WGC Bridgestone from Akron, Ohio. This is a very special week for many reasons, one of which is it is David week. No Pat Perry this week on the podcast as he is on vacation. So instead, I have a fill in. Ms. Domination, the wife, Kristen Barnett. Hey, boy, hey. Oh, hey, lady. <laughs> And we are going to break down the players that you need to know, the ones you need to pick. And we also have a a special snippet from our boy Adam Hayes, who is a caddy on the PGA Tour for John Rahm. And Adam stops by and gives us a little bit of insight into who we need to be paying attention to and what we need to be paying attention to at the Bridgestone this week. Don't forget, we have the Swing Caddy promo going on right now. If you go to our website, tourjunkies.net, look at the top of the page, click on Swing Caddy. You can check it out there, watch the videos, all that fun stuff. We just got ours this week. I can't wait to use it. It will help your game tremendously. If you're trying to get good at actual golf, just remember to type in Tour Junkies, all one word, lowercase. Click apply in the promotional code window, and you get $60 off of the Swing Caddy. So it goes from $350 to $290. I did that math all in my head. Thanks again for downloading the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast, and may your screens be green. It is David Barnett, and it is WGC Bridgestone Week from Firestone Country Club, the South Course. And this is an exciting, exciting week, and we are going to get right into the action. But you should know that this episode has a couple of special guests. We're going to have a guest appearance later in the show from our boy Adam Hayes. Adam is John Rahm's caddy. We have a full-length interview with Adam that we have also released that you must go check out. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But also, across from me right now is not Pat Perry, okay? Pat is Pat is on vacation, a much-needed vacation. I felt like if, if he didn't go on vacation, I, I feel like the dry spell was about, we were about to hit our second dry spell, 2K17. So thankfully, he's on vacation with his wife and his family, and it is hashtag David week. It is all about yours, truly. I'm taking over. And um, for this episode, I was going to go solo. I was going to ride solo, but I, I was having a date with this lovely lady uh, over the weekend, and we put a Twitter poll out there, and we had an overwhelming response that you guys wanted me to have a co-host this week, and you wanted it to be none other than at Miss Domination on Twitter, my lovely wife, Kristen Barnett. How are you doing tonight, Miss Barnett? I'm kind of nervous. You should be nervous. I feel the pressure. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure up here. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. What do you, first thing I have to know is what are you drinking? What's your podcast juice of choice tonight? Tonight is a drink that David thinks is disgusting, but it's an 1800 margarita. It's a premix. Premix. I'm enjoying a refreshing ice cold blue moon. Cheers to our first podcast together, solo. Now, for those of you TJ diehards out there, you may remember that uh, this is not your first appearance on the Tour Junkies podcast. This would be correct. Yeah. Um, 
Your first appearance was actually right when we first got started, and Pat was at the house, and we recorded a show, and we had you on there, and you gave us a little cash game strategy. Mm-hmm. That's an oldie but goodie. It is. What was the guy's name that we met, and he had heard, or I know he had never heard it. Maybe he had. The one that was listened early on, Chris, maybe? I remember what you're talking about. I don't remember his name. Anyway, sorry, yeah. Chris, guy. But actually, that episode is still up on iTunes. You can, you can go listen to that right now and get all of my wife's amazing cash game advice from almost a, over a year ago, probably, at this point. Yeah, and it involves man boobs and head tan lines. So that's why true. wouldn't Hat you want to listen to that? Line. Yeah, um, that's true. So, you know, I think a lot of people would want to know, first of all, um, why you're qualified to be on this podcast. What, what makes you qualified to be on this show and to give advice to these people? Well, the first reason is that I'm sleeping with the owner. Boom. <laughs> that's the truth. Shout out. Okay. You don't need a second reason, but number two. But number two is I research because I care. Mm-hmm. Do you listen to the show? I do. I haven't listened as much recently. Why not? Because I've been working in my car a lot, and I haven't listened to any podcasts lately Mm. since I got promoted. Boom, again. (laughs) What is, of the shows that you have listened to, do you have a favorite podcast moment? Podcast moment. (sighs) Hmm, I would say... Well, I love it when Pat mispronounces things and I start yelling at the freaking happens all the time. Thing. I'm like, it's Hideki Matsuyama. See, look at that. You're an expert. You're a pro. I am a pro. That's good. No, that's good. And he does mispronounce a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um good. All right. Well, I mean, I, any other reasons why people should be paying attention to you tonight? Well, you know, it's kind of like when you go to the same doctor for a long time. Mhm. And sometimes you just don't feel like they really know what they're doing or they don't have an edge. Like, mm. after a while, you just got to go to a new doctor. What kind of doctor? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, just any kind of doctor. But the point is, after you've heard right. the same thing, sometimes you just need a, a second lady opinion. doctor. Okay, okay. <laughs> Let's keep it for the family. All right, yeah. So the people may need a second opinion. They didn't, mm-hmm. It would have been a little boring if it was just me. That's true. Yeah. So you're I mean, also going to add a little flair to Yeah, the you're great tonight. and all, but yeah. nobody wants to hear that's one true. person talk for an hour. Right. That's true. That's true. Okay, good and stuff. And I have a good story to tell. You do? Yeah, when do you want me to tell that? Uh, go ahead. <laughs> now, now's as good a time as any. Okay, don't edit this out. Okay. So I was going to tell all the listeners. Mm-hmm. Did you just end it? No. Okay. I was going to tell all the listeners about when we spent the night at Champions Retreat. Mm-hmm. And you played golf, like, for two days in a row. Mm-hmm. And the night in between, when we spent the night in the bungalow thing, well, David talks in his sleep. Normally. Mm-hmm. But on that night, he talked in his sleep about the bunkers. Oh, that's right. I'm like, for the love. <laughs> I got to hear about golf in the day. I got to hear about it in the night. Hey, I am a golf addict. That's what we talk about. This is, this is a golf addict show. Buy an addict for addicts. Good googly miggly. Okay. Yeah. That's what I got. Okay. Um, well, we need to recap the RBC Canadian Open. From Glen Abbey, we had Jonathan Vegas repeat as a winner, taking down Charlie Hoffman there in the playoff didn't really see a lot of Johnny V popping, um, but, you know, it, it goes to show you course history is a real thing, and Glen Abbey is definitely a bomber's track, note taken. We talked about that last, uh, last, last week, but if you have any doubts, Glen Abbey is a bomb and gouge situation. Those guys were just mashing balls down the fairway incessantly. <laughs> um, so Vegas wins back-to-back. We had a lot of green screens from a lot of our listeners. Thank you guys so much for tweeting those out. Those are awesome to see. Uh, let me just say, if you, if you have a green screen, not only do we want you to share it, because it obviously makes us look good, but it's also just good to see. Like It makes us feel good that you guys listen to us, and you make money, and you have fun, and you enjoy the, the green screen, no matter how much it is. Um, 
Well, we had some good picks. We picked 27 golfers, seven missed the cut. Most were pats. Whoa. Sorry, I had something in my throat. We had 10 in the top 25 and seven in the top 10. We did not have Johnny Vegas, though. That kind of sucked. But uh, we did have a pretty good showing. And uh, if you put the right combo together, you probably had some good screens. We also had our boy, shout out to Ash Morrison yet again with some fantastic European Tour DFS picks. Listen, if you know nothing about the European Tour, but you just read Ash's article and put in a lineup, you'll probably win money. Um, so anyway, I know I did this week. Finished top 25 in a GPP uh, over on DraftKings for European Tour DFS, thanks to Ash. He had Jordan Smith taking down his first victory on the European Tour. Ash has been talking him up all year. I think he also gets a berth to the PGA Championship, which is next week. And that could be an interesting uh, sleeper for you. Low-owned guy, probably. He's a bomber. He loves to score. Uh, you know, he's a little volatile at times, but just a little tip there. Uh, so that's the RBC Canadian. I mentioned earlier the Adam Hayes podcast. Adam Hayes, 17-year tour caddy, is caddied for uh, Russell Henley. He's caddy for Jonathan Bird. He's caddy for Von Taylor. And now he's currently with John Rahm, a top-ranked golfer on the planet and one of the hottest golfers on tour right now. And Adam is a super nice guy. We've gotten to know Adam a little bit since Masters Week. He's just a fantastic guy, and we really appreciate him taking some time. And later in this episode, we're only going to play for you what he talks about in regards to this week at Firestone. He's very familiar with Firestone, and uh, he gives us a little insight into what he thinks it takes to play well here. But we did a full interview with him. Adam was nice enough to give us around 45 minutes, 50 minutes of his time. We talked about all kind of stuff. We talked about... Uh, reporters that have pissed him off lately, how John Rahm is off the course, and the player on the PGA Tour that if Adam were a player, not a caddy, he would want to caddy for him. And it's a, it's kind of an interesting answer. It took me by surprise. So you have to check out that podcast. It's a standalone episode. You, you really need to, you really need to do, you really need to do the Adam Hayes podcast. And, uh, and also I need to announce a contest winner. Um, we ran this contest the last week about the Bob Parsons episode. The Bob Parsons episode is also up. You've, you must listen to that if you haven't. It's very entertaining. Um, babe, have you listened to the Bob Parsons episode yet? That would be a no. Uh, so uh, for those of you who retweeted, who shared on Facebook, and who tagged three friends on Instagram, we really, really appreciate that. It got a whole lot of traction. 120 retweets on Twitter is pretty good for us for an episode. That's actually really good. So thank you, guys. We're going to beat that tonight. Oh, really? We'll see. Mm-hmm. See, these guys tend to show out for contests, for free stuff. They, they don't retweet as much when there's nothing involved. So... Um, <laughs> A lot of you guys did this, and we appreciate it. Up for grabs is two tickets to the Tuesday practice round at Quail Hollow next week. We will ship them to you tomorrow. We hope that you can go. If you can't, you can sell them maybe real quick. But the winner of that contest is Mr. Rick Levy. His Twitter handle is at RickLevy9. Also, he shared it on Facebook. So he did both. Hang on. Does Got that some mean extra points. Nine Rick Levy's out there? Maybe. Maybe his favorite number is nine. But Rick <sighs> Levy's probably a common name. So thanks, Rick. We appreciate the support. The two tickets are yours. You need to reach out to us uh, pretty soon. We'll reach out to you and get your address. Thanks for playing along. That was, uh, that was good stuff. So that's the contest winner. Um, we've got another contest we're going to have in the middle of the show here. And once again, it's David week, so no, uh, no Pat. Hello. Well, I mean, after tonight, you're you're not. I mean, you're not doing write ups or anything. Are you gonna be in the chat room? I'll be sitting beside the chat room Wednesday night. Maybe, yeah, that's true. That's true. So me and Ms. Domination will be in the chat room Wednesday night on Rotor Grinders. If you guys have any questions, I'm subbing in for Pat. I'm doing all the stuff Pat does every week. All the stuff. You're gonna make Pat mad. Well, actually, he just texted. What do you say? We're making him mad. <laughs> he can't even hear. This isn't live. I know, but he just said we're making him mad. Um. All right. So, are we ready to get into this? Let's do this. Can do you have a course breakdown or no? Do I have a course breakdown? Yes. Go ahead. Bring it. Bring the heat, sister. Wait. I'm starting. Yeah. You have the course breakdown. I don't have a course breakdown. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh it's amateur hour. 
Um, all right, course breakdown. Wait, let me say this about the course breakdown. Mm-hmm. I do know this. Mm-hmm. It is a very difficult course, mm-hmm. and it has a lot of trees lining the fairways. Mm-hmm. So people need to be able to hit the ball far mm-hmm. and straight. Oh, long and straight. And, oh, <laughs> they also, <laughs> there's a lot of bunkers mm-hmm. around the greens. Hmm. Okay. Like sprinkles. So they need to be able to get it on the green accurately. Okay. Okay. There you have it. Okay. <laughs> um, what's the name of the golf course? Firestone. Boom. Firestone Country Club, the South Course in Akron, Ohio. It is a pretty long course. You're right about that, Miss Domination. It is over 7,400 yards. It's a par 70. And primarily bent grass, POA, green combo. And it's a big boy golf course. It is a big boy golf course. You've got a lot of the par fours are over 450 yards. It's kind of relentless. And, you know, the greens are fast. And there's a lot of false fronts. And and kind of you can short side yourself easily hitting into these greens. Fairways are difficult to hit. You're right. So, um You've had you've had some some past champions here. DJ is your defending champ. Rory's won here before. Tiger won here eight times. So the caliber of player that tends to win the WGC Bridgestone is is a pretty a pretty legit player. You're not going to have a whole lot of first timers here either. That's something I looked at. Is is kind of not giving a slight edge or bump to those who have played here before. I do think that the the places where you can miss in and you know on and around these greens are are critical and for a first timer uh, you know i think there's an edge there for the guys who have been there before so uh it is a wgc event so for those of you who may be a little new to this uh it's the world golf championship event it's an invite only deal so you've got guys like Brant Snedeker, Martin Keimer, who have withdrew due to injury. They're not replaced. There are no alternates. It's invite only. If you get invited, you're there. I think this year there's 78 players or so um, that got invited. Let me make sure that's right. Maybe 76 players, something like that. Uh, yeah, 78 invited, then those two withdrawals. So 76 players, and there is no cut. So that does something to you. That does something to your strategy. Um, I am, am, am probably going to scale back a little bit in what I play this week, save a little bankroll for next week being the final major of the year in the PGA Championship. Um, and, and some of that's because I want to save it for the PGA, but some of it's just because I do think you lose a little bit of the edge when there isn't a cut. Um, Wait, okay. I have a question. Okay, go ahead. If... I thought that every week it resets. Like you get a different, you get the same amount of money that you get the next week, and what you use this week has nothing to do with next week. It, that's true. Okay. Well, okay. Good question. So when I say bankroll, I mean like my actual dollars that I'm playing that I'm putting into competition. Okay. So like if I normally play a hundred dollars a week, I might play fifty or seventy dollars this week. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like the price of the players. No, no. And you're right. It's totally unrelated. Uh, week to week. So all I'm saying is like because this event doesn't have a cut and um, so you do lose a little bit of an edge if you know guys that in a bigger field that could, you know, could be a leg up on your on your competition. It may behoove you to lower your bankroll a little bit, save the money and okay, wait next for week. next year yeah, or for next week. Wow. Yeah, for yeah. next week. Um, but that's just me. That's just me. I do think some key stats are going to – well, actually, you know what? Before I get into key stats, before I get into key stats, let's play the clip from Adam Hayes. Uh, it's about two minutes long. It, it, I just asked him about what it, what it would take to play well at Firestone. He loves Firestone. He's very familiar with it. Um, and so he gives us his, you know, his take on what's most important at Firestone. So take a listen to this real quick, and then we'll come back in with key stats. Here's Adam Hayes. Well, we've got we've really got good. the uh, WGC Bridgestone coming up this week, and I know Firestone is a place you know pretty well. What would be mm-hmm. what would be your insight for us uh, this this week? And I'll let you go. Man, it's like the big boy of big boy golf courses. Um, yeah, you know you got to put your pants on when you go there. It's a long golf course. Got to be able to hit a lot of shots. Um, you can just look at the guys who have won there. I mean, they're all 
major champions and, and um, guys who've contended in majors. Um, one of my favorite golf courses, um, it was even, it was really my favorite golf before they changed it. I think by changing it, uh, I guess it's been about five years ago now, they changed the eighth and the ninth holes. They just added some links to them. Um, kind of, I don't know. They, they, those are always kind of holes you could almost take a little bit of a breather on. And now they've made them so yeah. long that they're, I mean, it's hard to hit the fairway on nine unless you can, you know, carry it over. There's a big mound that's kind of tilted at a 45 degree angle uh, at about 300 yards. And if you can't carry it past that, your ball's basically going to end up in the right rough. Um, and you're going to be hitting a long iron in. So I think they kind of maybe messed up a little bit uh, on eight and nine, but great golf course. Um, like I said, kind of great champions there. And uh, I know John's excited about playing there. So, so what, what about in and on and around the greens at Firestone? What's the, what's the key there? Um, yeah. Um, just not short side yourself. I mean, the greens don't have a, they don't have a ton of undulation in them. Um, you know, so if uh, it, it's, if you can, if you can get away with not short side yourself, I mean, the rough is always thick, but these guys are so good out of, out of, it doesn't really matter anymore. Um, yeah. But, you know, I would say, you know, not short side yourself guys that are, it's a, gosh, I mean, it, it is, it's a, I'd say it's a second shot kind of golf course. Um, so it's just a tee to green so, deal. Yeah. So, I mean, if you can, yeah. if you get a guy that's, you know, driving it fairly decent, um, and who's who's hitting his iron shots really well. I think they're going to have the greens are always pure, so they're going to have a lot of looks. Um, yeah, so that's kind of that'd be my take on it. A guy who's I, I always get ball strikers win there. All right, so as you can see, Adam basically says this is a a big boy golf course, which we've already said. He says being able to bomb it off the tee is definitely important here with these long long courses, big time carries. And and then it's really all about the strokes gained approach game and and being able to hit it into these greens in the right places and not short side yourself. So strokes gained off the tee for me, strokes gained approach and scoring is all I'm looking at. Those are my three key stats: strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained approach, and scoring. Um, and really, scoring is really important because again, you're not having to worry about guys making the cut. All four of your guy, all six of your guys should play all four rounds unless there's a withdrawal. And uh, so you just want guys that puts less of a premium on where they finish and more of a premium on birdies and eagles. So eagles are going to be hard to find on this golf course, being as long as it is. But you just want guys who are going to rack up birdies and uh, and and score a lot. So, but you didn't mention course history. You don't put any stock in that, right? No, I do. Course history is always a thing. Course history, recent form are always a thing, but it's not really a stat. I mean, it is a stat, I guess, by definition. But when we say stats, we're talking like performance stats, like stroke gain numbers, number, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. But yes, absolutely. And, and in fact, I mentioned that a minute ago. I think first-timers here are not as likely to do well as maybe they would be at another course because there are some intricacies to especially the green areas that you know experienced players who played here before will, will have an edge on. So I do think course history is important here absolutely as well as form any other key stats for you miss domination that you pulled out as you were doing your research or anything you want to add before we get into picks Mm, anybody who's got any kind of little illness or a little twitch or whatever stuff like that makes me nervous i just totally stay away from it okay a twitch like a tick yeah like well i like matt jimmy walker had lyme disease for a while Okay, well, that just makes you feel sick. But I wouldn't have picked him for that, too, anyway. so What's Matt Kuchar got? He's been battling dizzy dizziness. So mm. he's a negative for me. Mm. They're going the medical route. Well, that's Shocker. Just, that's, <laughs> that's just an eliminating factor. Okay, so it's a total fade for you. Total fade. Total fade. Can't okay. even handle it. Anything else you want to add to that? So this is John Rahm's first time at the course, right? Second, I believe. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure it's his first. No, it is his first. It is his first. Okay. So that makes me nervous about him. Um, you're you're fact checking me. Yeah, I can't remember. I I don't have him on my sheet as having standout course history. So it's his first time. Okay. I'm telling you. Way to go. Solid. Thanks. Solid out of you. Yeah, but. 
Okay, so so let, let, let's before we get into player specific stuff, oh, let's let's uh let's start at the top. We'll get to John Rom. Okay. So many rules on the podcast. Well, it's it's just order, honey. It's just order. <laughs> uh, it is John Rom's first time. You're right. Hmm. I'm sorry. What was that? You're right. It's John Rom's first time. Okay. All right. So kicking it off in the five digit range, you got Spieth, DJ, Rory. By the way, do you know what just happened to Rory McIlroy today? His caddy switch. Yeah. Good job, boo. Thanks. Rory McIlroy has fired his caddy of nine years. That makes me nervous. Um, we actually had a listener tweet us and ask us, how do we play that for the next two weeks? And I say, it doesn't really bother me. Mm. Um, only because Rory's one of the best players in the world. I do think caddies are important. Obviously, caddies are important. I mean, they definitely are. Um, and I'm a little shocked at the the departure of his longtime caddy, JP. But um, he is one of the best players in the world, and the next two weeks are perfect for Rory McIlroy. The, the courses, the tracks are, are just perfect for him. He has great course history on both of them, uh, both Firestone this week and Quail Hollow next week. Um, it's just not going to deter me from playing him. It's not a, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean it's a full fade for me. I don't know who, he's, who his caddy's going to be, actually. He hasn't announced who it is yet as of recording this podcast, which is interesting. I mean, we'll probably find out tomorrow who that is. Or, or we record on Monday night, so we'll probably find out tomorrow. But it doesn't really concern me all that much. Um, so at the top, you have Spieth, DJ, Rory, Brooks, Fowler, and Hideki. Those are your guys in the five-digit range. Um, you want me to start or you want to start? You can start. Okay. In that range, I'm probably only going to play one guy. Well, no, I'm not going to say that. The guy I like the most is Fowler. Um, So as far as my stats, I mentioned the strokes gained off the tee and approach and also scoring. But here's what I did. Uh, I also got a little tip from, from Adam that he thinks that Torrey Pines is the best corollary course to Firestone. Interesting. The one and only. So what I did is on Fantasy National, which is our boy Moose's new site that we've been plugging for weeks, it is freaking amazing. On Fantasy National, you can sort the stats by performance on multiple courses. So I did that on Firestone and Torrey Pines and found the guys that pop in those three stat categories that I like. and. Uh, Fowler pops in strokes gained approach and scoring on both Firestone and Torrey Pines. So, and he's got three top tens in the last five years at, at the WGC Bridgestone. So I like Fowler at 10-6. If I'm going to play someone else, it's probably going to be Rory. Two top tens here with a win in the last five years. Uh, he also hits the category for Firestone and Torrey Pines in off the tee approach and scoring. He's also gaining strokes off the tee in his last event, which was, uh, which was the Open. And, you know, the slight price savings you get. I don't like Spieth at 12000 I mean, I think Spieth at twelve k driver has not been good for him lately. We all remember what he did on 13 at the Open. And, and he's just not that long. Uh, he's definitely played well here with two top 10s in the last five years. But I think I'd rather take my chances with a bomber, especially if Spieth's number one in price. So I, I think I'll have a lot of Fowler, and then I'll have a good bit of a good bit of Rory as well. Those are the two guys I'm really, really liking. But the only one I would like fully fade in this range is Spieth. I think. Okay, but I'm confused because Dustin Johnson won last year. Mm-hmm. Why would why are you like not even talking about him at all? I mean, I, because I don't. Well, I know you don't like him. No, I, do, I, do, I like I like DJ as a player. I play him all the time, but I, I don't. Um, I'm not saying like I would I'm not saying don't play him. I don't think there's anybody in here. That's what I just said. Like, I don't think there's anybody in that top category that I just would not play, except for Spieth. But what you have to do in this range is you gotta make a decision. You can't play all these guys. And so you kinda have to we talk about it all the time, like you have to plant your flag on a guy or two in this range uh-huh. and build from there and just go that route. And for me, I think DJ's a great play here. He could definitely win here again. He's in good form. He checks all the stat boxes. I would just rather have Rory for a $400 savings 
and Fowler has just a good history here. He just doesn't have the win, um, and he's checking all the boxes as well. Also for a, a you know twelve hundred dollars savings there. So, uh, and I think Rory and I think Rory will be a little lower owned than Dustin, which I think this week ownership is going to be a big deal. And I'm going to take my the majority of my ownership play down to the mid range and the bottom. Uh, so I'm not super worried about ownership as it as it pertains to speed through Matsuyama. But I do think of the guys up there, Rory or DJ, I think Rory would be lesser owned. So that's the only reason. But I, I, I would not be mad at anybody for playing DJ. Gotcha. Well, I actually, too, had a star by Ricky Fowler. He's won six times in this tournament and four times in the top ten. He has not won six times at this tournament. I mean, six times he's been at this tournament. Yes, and out of those six. He was in the top ten four times. Okay. The done. That's well, that was the one that I had. So to start you're ju- you're just like Pat. You're just all course history. No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like the odds that the same person would win, like Dustin Johnson. If like I just feel like for some reason the odds, it's just like impossible that the same person would win the same tournament two years in a row. Which is what just happened last week on Sunday, yesterday. Except for that week. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, odds are obviously that a guy's not going to win the same tournament two years in a row. Odds are against that all the way. It's happened three times this year. Vegas did it yesterday. Berger did it at the St. Jude. And Justin Thomas did it. Um, so it, it doesn't. It's, you're right. I mean, it, it's a very viable strategy. But what Dustin has in his favor is that he breathes out of his mouth. And <laughs> <laughs> he... Yes. He is lower on the IQ scale, so he doesn't even know what to he worry about. He may not about. remember he won. Right. Like, he doesn't even know <laughs> to be nervous for this week. He never, he's never nervous. I can tell you that right now. The guy's never he nervous. He has the lowest blood pressure of anybody out there. That's right, true. That's right, true. Maybe when we go to the PGA Championship, you can take I can blood take pressure it. cuff. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Take DJ's blood pressure. There's probably a lot of women that would love to take DJ's blood pressure. Probably. uh okay so you're in on fowler anybody else in that in that top tier Eh. okay the rory thing i know you're saying about the caddy but i just don't people people with changes make me nervous people with dizzy spells (laughs) a sore wrist Hmm. like that kind of stuff makes me nervous i want somebody who's like so you're very risk averse. Yes. Very risk averse. Very risk averse. Okay. All right. Well, um, in the nine thousand dollar category, you got Justin Rose all the way down to Paul Casey. Um, you want to start this one? Sure. Okay. Tell us who you like here. Do you want me to go all the way down all of them, or just say no. who I like? Yeah, just say who you like. Okay. Well, Justin Rose is you obviously don't like my Matt Kuchar because he's got dizzy spells. He has dizzy spells. Justin Rose, ninety nine. Justin Rose, okay. Runner up, Masters champ. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I'm liking him this week. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at him. He kept coming up for me. So John Rom, because you had the caddy on, I looked at him a lot. He was, I think, second in strokes gained to the tee. Off the tee. And that too. <laughs> but did, what, tell me, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but the weird rule situations that he's had lately. He's had two weird rule situations. You don't know about this? You don't know about this. I mean, I can't remember what you're talking about. I'm bringing something to the show that you don't know about. I don't know about this, babe. He's had two weird rule situations. Google it. One was that a rules official claimed that he didn't put his ball marker. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What? Okay. Now I'm remembering. I just. Okay, then the second one was about the vine. Oh yeah, moving the moving the um, the grass underneath. He his thought ball. it was grass, but it was actually a vine that was so attached. So what does that have to do with anything? I just feel like it's a little like spooky. Like he's spooked. <laughs> <laughs> Something's up, and it just cutting edge analysis. <laughs> Lord, nothing is up. Nothing is up. No, something's up. No. Like I'm all in on John Rom this week. I think he's a great play. Here's the advantage John Rom John Rom has. He's never played the course, but He's got a caddy who's been on tour 17 years and knows this course like the back of his hand. And that's Adam's job is to guide this guy through this golf course to tell him where he can't miss, where he's got to hit it, uh, you know, off the, his lines off the tee and where he's got to be on, on his approach shot. And Rom has all of the tools. When I looked at Fantasy National, 
Rom checks the box on off the tee approach and scoring on both Firestone and Tory Pines. By the way, who won on Tory Pines this year? This year, John, John Rom. Uh, first time playing it, by the way. I just I, this is the thing though, but Adam's not the one hitting the ball. John Rom is, and John has all the talent in the world necessary to win this event. the 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 reason why we talked about lack of experience being an issue here is just because they don't know the the what the places you can't you you can't go and the lines on the green and all that stuff but those are the things where the caddy comes in and steps in and says here's what you got to do that's what the caddy's for and rom has an experienced caddy on the bag that knows what's up so i don't do they speak spanish wow that's that's rom speaks english too by the way i'm just wondering if they also speak spanish no isn't he spanish yes they don't speak spanish who, John or his caddy? Both of them. John does, yes. Okay. <laughs> Strokes gain speaking Spanish. Is that yeah, a Yeah, I like it. Negative. Okay, well. I like the Rosie pick, too. I actually have him um, start as well. Checks all the boxes on both Firestone and Torrey Pines. Three top tens here in the last five years. So I like Rose. I'm with you there. And Well, anybody else in the 9K range that you want to mention? Is Mark Leishman in this category? No, we'll get to him later. Okay, go ahead. Well, I mean, are, do you have the prices in front of you or no? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Um, the last one I'm going to mention, and I think this is kind of a, a GPP ownership angle, and that's Jason Day. Um, T27 at the Open when a lot of people wrote him off. And, you know, for one of the best players in the world, $9,400. He did check all the boxes on Firestone and Torrey Pines on Fantasy National. A top 10 here in the last five years. I think Day is an interesting play in the GPP world. Um, you know, obviously he's not going to be like single-digit ownership number, but I do think he could be uh, a little a little low, and he's a guy who could win the event. So Rose, Rom, and Day for me in the 9K range. That is that is it. Is that all for you? I that guess is, you don't. Yes, that's okay. all for me. Uh, in the 8K range, do you want me to start or? Sure, go ahead. Okay, I'll start. I, I really don't have a lot of guys. Actually, as of right now, I have one guy in this range that I'm committed to. I do think this will be a, a kind of a dead range, so some GPP ownership for sure. The one guy that I'm committed to already at 8,800 is Adam Scott. Uh, two top tens in the last five years, checking the box off the tee. Um at Firestone and Torrey Pines, uh, strokes gained approach recently has been really nice. And, you know, a T22 at the Open his last time out, not terrible. He was a little frustrating. I had him a lot at the Open. Didn't, didn't score a whole lot. But at 8,800, I will take some Adam Scott. Other than that, as the week progresses, depending on ownership, I could see myself going a little Justin Thomas. But right now, Scott's the only one I'm like super committed to. I got a lot of guys in the seven K range. So, uh, anybody else in the uh, in the eight K range? Well, Mark Leishman is eight K. So, well, what I was going to say about Mark about Leishman is, first of all, when I was making my notes on my computer, it auto corrected it to Leishmaniasis. Leishmaniasis. Yes. Oh goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. Yes. To anyone else? But. Um, so I did like him a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. I liked him. It's his third time here, right? Mm. And he doesn't, I mean, I guess I do place a lot of weight on course history because I'm like, if you haven't done it, then you probably aren't going to do it. This is fourth time here. Okay. And the history is not great. One top ten. He had a third place finish in 2014. He got leishmaniasis, so we're gonna say no. Leishmaniasis. He's a he's an Aussie. Your boy Baldo really likes Leishman. I bet he does. Yep. All right. So who's your next guy? Who who you're liking then? <sighs> I just felt kind of okay. Well, are we dropping down to the sevens? Yeah, because that's all I have yeah. in the eight K range. I didn't really like anybody in the. 8K. See, this is where I say it's going to be a dead range, which is. As um, as the week progresses, we'll have to figure out some ownership stuff. But this, I think, a lot of people are going to load up in the five digit and the nine k range, which is going to force them to play a lot of guys in the seven k. And then, so these eight k guys are really going to go low owned. So, if you want an ownership edge, 
I think the 8K is where your dead range is going to be. Why do you care if not a lot of people have them? Because that's that's an edge. So if you're, um, you know, if you have a guy who's 50% owned. Meaning 50% 50 of people people you're playing against have him. Okay. And he wins. I mean, great, but you're not really, you're only leaping half of the, of the group. You're only leaping half of the people, right? Because everybody else has the same guy. But if you have the guy who wins or a guy who top tens or whatever, just plays really well, and he's 4% owned, then every time that guy birdies, every time that guy eagles, if he wins, if he as a bogey free round if he does anything good then you're leaping 96 i mean you're you're getting points when 96% of the field are not so you're moving up so ownership is important in a lot of bigger contests because it gives you an edge to actually come up and win one of these things like that's and you, your whole team doesn't need to be low on necessarily well yeah but if you think about the reason why perhaps the reason why nobody owns him is cuz nobody thinks he's going to do it so you only are lucky in that if some random bloke wins the thing. Bloke? <laughs> well, no. Um, not necessarily. I mean, there's plenty of guys. Like I just said, you can't pick everybody. So especially in a field like this or in a major where there's a lot of talented guys here, you, you can't. Everybody can't pick everybody. So there's still going to be great players who have chances to win or upside to finish top 10 or top 15 that people aren't going to have or they're not going to have a lot of. And that's still an edge. They don't have to win. I mean, but if you have a guy who's 4% owned and he finishes top 10, that's a pretty good edge because he's getting a lot of points for you and only 4% of the people in the contest. And golf is such a variable game. I mean, the favorites rarely win i mean rarely do the favorites win i mean dustin johnson was a favorite last week he didn't win a guy who won last year that nobody had won again so ownership is important and i think it's especially important this week because there is no cut so you know 99 percent of the lineups that you're up against are gonna have all six guys all four days scoring points so you want the guy who's low owned and scoring more points, scoring points. Your whole line, your whole roster doesn't need to be filled with those guys. That's why I said earlier, like I'm not going to worry about ownership when it comes to Ricky because Ricky's always popular. Everybody loves Ricky, so they mm-hmm. love playing Ricky. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to worry about ownership as it comes to Ricky. I'm going to play Ricky. I don't care. But I'm going to try to separate myself in other price ranges mm-hmm. as far as ownership goes. Okay. All right. So that was Leachman. Who else you got? What What else you got? Who you liking? It was more picks. You're not giving us a lot of picks. I'm giving a lot of eliminations. Yeah, you are. That's fine, too. Those are important. Fades. Fades. Uh, well, well, I just have to say, what about... Uh, wait, I need to see where he is in the category. Lee Westwood? He's, okay. like, way down. Westwood's 7,700. Oh, okay. I thought he was in the sixes. So I was liking him. Why do you like him? Uh, history? Yes. <laughs> Well, um, I mean, if you haven't done it before, you're not likely to do it again. The best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. Mm. Strong, strong to quite strong course history uh, favor over here. So, all right, let me ask you this. Do you care? Like, Lee Westwood is play, Lee, Lee Westwood's kind of an older guy. He's played this event 17 times. Uh, 17 so years. So you're, you're making him a victim of ageism? No. <laughs> no. He's played this event 17 times. I mean... Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. But in the last five years, he doesn't have a top 10. His best finish is a 17th. In the last five years. Okay. Now, now did he have top 10s before that? Yeah. When he was a young man. 2017's his year. <laughs> okay. Who else you like? Uh, I don't like Justin Thomas. He's an O. You don't like Justin Thomas? Why no, not? because he's had three straight missed cuts. I feel like there's something funky going on with him. Justin Thomas? Yeah. Three missed straight cuts where? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess he has since the U.S. Open. Okay. 
See, you talk to me like a dumb dumb, and I'm then it turns like out that I'm right. I'm not talking to you like a dumb dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I like Justin Thomas. I think this is a good course for him. It could be a comeback week, though. Like three three missed cuts. Could be. Maybe, but that'll do something to your head. Three missed cuts. Yeah. Okay. You're still talking about guys you don't like. Who do you like? Lee Westwood. I said Lee Westwood. I, I said Ricky Fowler. I said Justin Rose. Okay, I like Kevin Chappelle. Kevin Chappell. And him, too. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Chappell. Okay. All right. He's uh, like 7,500. Mm-hmm. I like him, too, actually. He was uh, almost closed the deal at the RBC Canadian. He finished top five and could have won. Um, but I like Kevin Chappell. Good ball striker. Hits the ball long enough. Checking the box and strokes he approach recently. One top ten here in the last five years. I don't mind a little Kevin Chappell. I like that pick. Okay. Anybody else? Mm. Who's your next guy on the list? It's one that I don't like. Who's that? Well, I thought you didn't want me to tell you. Like, who well, I no. Tell me. Tell me who it is. <sighs> Charlie Hoffman. Why not? Because he doesn't do good here. He doesn't. No. Well, Charlie Hoffman almost won last week. Well, but then he hangs it up this week. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of like Charlie. I don't mind him. I'm not going to have a lot of him, but I don't mind him. But you're right. He doesn't He doesn't have a good history here. All right, so in the 7K range, some guys I like. I think J.B. Holmes is a play at 7,600. Checking the box and strokes gain off the tee and scoring both at Firestone and Torrey Pines. Uh, also checking the box and strokes in off the tee here lately. So I like uh, JB at 76. Always goes a little under-owned. Don't mind Kevin Chappell. I did have him uh, checked off. I love Thomas Peters at 7,300. Thomas Peters, the uh, the Belgian bomber. Mm. Thomas Peters hits the ball a freaking mile and scores like no other. I will have loads of Thomas Peters. Also, really good odds. Vegas odds for Thomas Peters are 60-1. to 1 which puts him uh, up near the Rafa Cabrera-Bello and Zach Johnson categories. I think he's very undervalued on DraftKings. I like him. I like Xander Schauffele, the young web.com rookie, although it is his first appearance here. I still like him. He's been playing well and is not afraid of the big time. One of my favorite guys other than Peters in the 7K range is Charles Schwartzel. I'm surprised you don't have him. Do you have him listed, Charles Schwartzel? I don't. No Schwartzel? I do not. Um, two top tens here in the last five years, both at Firestone and Torrey Pines. Stroke checks the box off the tee, approach and scoring. Had a good week this past week um, at the Porsche Open in Germany, I believe. Yes. Uh, so love me some Charles Schwartzel. And other than that, that's probably it in the 7K range for me. That's probably it. I'm going bombers. I mean, you know, I, you know. Speaking of, you know, guys like Kiss at seventy one hundred. Oh my gosh! Speaking of Kiss, y'all talk about him constantly. I know. And speaking of Kiss, what? you're jacking up my transition here. Oh, sorry. We got a voicemail that we need to play. Oh right. Yes. So I tweeted out that anybody who left a good impression of Pat, since he's not here and you're subbing in for him, anybody that left a good impression of Pat that I thought was funny and it made it on the show, we would give you two tickets to the Tuesday practice round at the PGA Championship next week at Quail Hollow. And your winner, we don't know his name. I have his phone number. I won't say it out on the podcast, but (laughs) we don't know his name because he didn't say it. So hopefully you'll let us know. Email us when you hear this and let us know your address. And if you can go and you want the tickets, we'd love to give them to you. Because you, sir, left a funny voicemail. Uh, we, we got a few good voicemails. And a lot of people, I'll give some honorable mentions. We had a couple guys leave some voicemails. And their impression of Pat ended with him snoring in the mic. Countless. Which was kind of funny. And as you all know, well, you may not know, but Pat fell asleep on a podcast a few weeks back when we were guests of the podcast. A guest, which is way worse worse. than on your own show. Correct. So those were good. But this guy worked in a lot of different Pat-isms. First of all, it was an actual impression. He tried to talk like Pat. We got a few of you guys that didn't try to talk like Pat. You just said stuff that Pat said, and you snored. Great. Thank you. But... You got to talk like Pat. Six year old could do that. Right. 
So this guy tried to sound like Pat with the slow southern draw. That was first, that was point number one. Point number two, he said again a lot, which we know Pat says again, that's his word. That's the word he says all the time, is again. So he said again like seven times. Third, he talked only about Kevin Kisner, which is pretty much what Pat does every week. And it's freaking hilarious. So you, sir, your area code is 910. That's all I know. I don't know where that area code is, but that's your area code. I'll find out. Find out where 910 is. In the meantime, listen to this voicemail, and you, sir, are the winner of our two tickets to the practice round on Tuesday for the PGA Championship at Quail Hollow. Check it out. You know, I'm going to say this again. You know, I go into this each week. Um, Devin Kisner at that price, again, again, you just you just got to pick that guy. At that price, Kisner, you know, he's my guy again this week. Uh, uh, the key is, you know, I, I've said it all every week. You just got, you got to pick him. You got to put him on your team again. There you go. There you have it. There he is. Great stuff. Whoever you are from North Carolina. Oh, so he's close. What? I wonder what part of North Carolina. It just says including the cities of Fayetteville, Jacksonville, Larnburg, Lumberton, and Wilmington. Oh. Perfect. Well, that's outstanding. You need to let us know who you are, though, because you didn't leave your name on the voicemail. If you guys want to leave us a voicemail for any reason, you can do so at 706-6-ADDICT. A-D-D-I-C-T. Um, so, yeah, no one else. In the, I'm not taking the little short knockers. Your your ki- Your Kisners, your Matt Fitzpatricks, your... your Short guys, your your short hitters. I'm not taking those guys. I just short I'm going You're Brian Harmon's. Yeah. Who came up with that phrase? I did just now. It's terrible. No, it's not. Short knockers. They knock it short. Babe, do not say short knockers. Why? It sounds terrible. <laughs> All right. So now I'm down to the six K range as far as who I like. You, who do you like? Six K is um, Molinari in six K. Yes, and he's a short knocker. Well, you know what? Why do you like him? <sighs> Defend it. You gotta, you gotta preach. Okay. Course history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's his course history? I don't remember, but I remember I put on their course history because I knew that's what he that he that I looked at it. I saw it. Put it on there. Okay. Here's. So I didn't write an essay about him, but I'm just telling you. Okay. Here's one thing to note. What? There is no cut here. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're going to see all the players. It says they've made every cut because there is no cut. I know that. that I'm not looking at There's that. only 75 or so players every year. Here are Molinari's finishes for his career at the Bridgetown. I feel like. Most recent. I need to sit back in my chair. 61st. This is out of 75. Ooh. 61st. 31st. 44th. 40th, 15th, and 39th. So, like, middle to back end of the pack with a 15th in there. And he's a short knocker. Quit saying short knocker. <laughs> I, I just, I'm not playing any of the short guys. I do like Molinari as a player in general. I can't play him. Who else? Who else you got? One look at my list. Who else do you have? Um, I already said Chappelle, he, or Chapel. Yeah. he's in the 7,500. I'm going right there in the 67. All three guys in the $6,700 range I like. I like Johnny V, who just won the uh, RBC Canadian. He's definitely a bomber. Also scoring well. Um, I like Kyle Stanley, ball striker extraordinaire. Checks the box off the tee and approach, both at Firestone and Torrey Pines. And then I like Brendan Steele. I think he's kind of forgotten. You know, he's he's the hottest guy on tour in the beginning of the year, and now he's like kind of nothing. So well, that's because he's kind of nothing. That's well, no, why he's, he's not nothing. Thing. No, he's not. It's a strong field. I, Brendan Steele's a guy that could come up and top ten this thing. Checks the box and strokes gain approach as well as strokes gain off the tee here lately. Um, so I like those guys. Those are three guys. Who 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 else? Anybody else that you like? This Hang is on, your chance. I need to compare my with my list with the price structure here mm. i guess uh i guess we'll just wait well isn't that what you do with pat yeah kyle stanley's only played here once by the way it was in 2012 but he finished top 16 brendan Steele's also played here once but that was all the way back in 2011 so a little bit of eh. 
Well, I mean, you're going down the list. So, of course, there's not going to be something that's, like, super impressive when they're... I know, but you got to find the edge in these boys. you got to find the edge. <sighs> what about Shang Hyun Wang? Who? Shang Hyun Wang. Jing Hong Wang? Yeah. <laughs> you like him? Yeah. No, you don't. You just want to say his yeah, name. Yeah, I did just want to say his name. No love for Shang Hong Wang. Shang Hong, Hong Wang. I tell you who I do like. What an unfortunate name. It is an unfortunate name. Also, it's in the 6K. 6,500. I'm getting on Jimmy Walker and his lab. Of course you self. are. You love Jimmy Walker. Negative, I do not. I rarely play Jimmy Walker. Rarely play Jimmy Walker. He must be getting good treatment, though, to be coming back so quickly with Lyme disease. Well, he actually, I'm glad you brought that up. He actually just said, I believe, last week that he feels like he's over it. He's recovered. He's got his strength back. He feels better. He's played most of the year pretty weakened by his, his disease. It's brutal. I mean, Lyme disease is no joke. And the longer that you have it, the less likely you are to come back from it. I mean, people live it chronic Lyme disease for a lifetime, and it's completely debilitating. Well, he, he did play over in Germany this past week, so he's making the trip back. I uh, finished tie for 33rd with a couple rounds in the 60s. Um, so pretty good finish out of him at 6,500, a major champion. I mean, he's a defending champ for next week's PGA Championship. So the guy can win in really strong fields for 6,500. I like it. He can hit the ball long. He can score when he gets hot. So I like a little J-Dub. Uh, also played here like three or four times. Not a ton of great finishes, but not not a lot of bad ones either. Other than that, I it's kind of it's kind of slim pickings after sixty five hundred. Well, after, that's what I tried Jimmy to say, Walker. and you're getting on me. You gotta find the edge, babe. Babe, okay. You do have to find the edge. Like you got you got to find guys down here that you can play. You don't have to find a bunch of them, but you got to find some of them. Anybody else that you like? No, it's a lot of not likes. Clearly. I said all my likes at the top. So you're just going to play. You can't play everybody at the top. You know that, right? I know that. The only other person I might have a little bit of is Siwoo Kim. At 6,200, won the Players' Championship this year. It's not an event that he can miss the cut at, so he's likely to either win or miss the cut or withdraw. So one out of three options ain't bad for Siwoo Kim. That would be the only other guy I would touch. So that is it. That's it for me. That's the only guy. That's, that's all I got. And apparently you're done too, right? Yep. Any closing thoughts? How, how's, the, how's it been? Mm, it's been a little more boring than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Whose fault is that? I guess mine. I thought I would be funnier. Yeah, I, I kind of I thought you would too. Well, sorry about your life. Um, I do have to do my one and done picks. Uh, which have been terrible, really terrible. Last week I picked Ben Martin, who of course missed the cut. And I have been saving all my big guns for the end of the year, so I might as well use them. I'm going to go John Rahm. Really? Yeah, John Rahm. If you had to pick one guy to win, who would it be? Ricky Fowler. That's your guy? Yep. Okay, I like it. I like it. All right. Um. Don't forget the Adam Hayes podcast. It's a really good one. Anything else from you, Miss? Are you uh, going to tell them about next week, Miss Domination? Oh yeah, next week we will be at the PGA Championship. We've we've mentioned that last couple weeks, but just to remind you, me and the wife here, and Pat and his lovely bride Sally will be at the PGA Championship on Saturday, all day for sure. Maybe a little bit on Friday. Maybe a little bit on Sunday, but Saturday for sure. Hanging out uh, on 18 at the Fantasy Draft tent and then walking around. So if you guys are going to be there Saturday, definitely rock some TJ swag. If you're going at all, you need to wear TJ swag. But if you're going Saturday, you for sure need to be wearing it so we can meet up and take pictures and shake hands and all that fun stuff. We'd love to meet you guys. Wouldn't you? I would love You would love it. to. You'd love to. Love it. Will you autograph anything for anybody? I was just about to say, <laughs> anyone who wants my autograph. Sure. We'll need to bring a drink in hand. Oh, dang. <laughs> wow. Just kidding. We know who the superstar is in this family. That's true. That's true. Baylor. It's you, babe.
All right. That's enough. I think we're good. Love I think you. they're over Love us. you. Really enjoy the podcast. Love you. I enjoyed it. it. You did a good job. Thanks. I think you're disappointed. No, I'm not. It's fantastic. Way better than Pat. Oh, Lord. All right. Thanks for downloading the Tour Junkies podcast. May your screens be green. See ya! Out! With free next day delivery from Staples, you can run your business like a pro. You can guarantee the marketing department that they'll get their supplies tomorrow and guarantee the accounting department that they'll be delivered free. With free next day delivery, you'll have the ability to move deadlines up and adjust budgets down. Go to staples.com and get the office essentials you need delivered next day for free. Staples, it's pro time. Orders over $49.99, placed by 5 p.m. Excludes weekends and holidays. Eligible items only. Your kitchen all-star can do so much more. (sighs) Biore baking soda cleansers combine powerful cleansing agents and natural baking soda, known for its ability to deep clean and naturally exfoliate without over-scrubbing. Pick yours up at Target today. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.